Welcome to Hallel Fellowship, found on the internet at hallel.info. That's H-A-L-L-E-L dot I-N-F-O. We hope you are encouraged by the following recorded Bible study to look deeper into every word that proceeds from the mouth of God and how they were lived out in the life of Yeshua HaMashiach, often called Jesus the Christ. Well, I, I would like to uh, do a, a confession here. Uh, this last year, I found myself getting caught up in politics, and I found myself having an opinion and voting and, and carrying on that so-and-so should have this, and the other person is doing this, and when I should have had my mind right here on the Word of God, and knowing that he's in charge, and my voting or my opinion is, is nothing, but my obedience to God is everything. Mm. So, uh, I, you know, I, I do confess that, and, and I have repented, uh, although I still find myself looking on Facebook on things and just to see what's going on, you know, and um, so... I'm really working hard on trying to pull myself away from that and just really repent mm. of getting caught up in worldly affairs. Although, you know, I can still pray for people who are like in Afghanistan. I, I don't think God's going to hold it against me if I pray for their safety and, <laughs> and care. But on the other hand, I don't think he wants me worried about politics. So mm. I need to be able to step away from that and um, not yeah. be partaken. Well, one of the things that... Uh you know, is always always good to remember is that society today and the way that uh, governments mostly operate in this world is nothing like what we have in the Bible. So there was one of this, these perceptions that you have that you know the role of someone who's a person of God never gets involved with quote politics unquote. The question is, is that, well, what does politics actually do in your life? For example, you know, you've got the example of people who did get involved in, quote, politics, which is Daniel is an example of someone who got involved with politics over, you could say, several administrations, so to speak, several empires that he was involved with. But... What was his core? It was not attached to Babylon. It was not attached to Persia. It was not attached to Medo-Persia. It wasn't attached to any of those. He was the same person, which is why all of those administrations, so to speak, had him not only because of the blessing that God had, but because that he was the same person. He was not obsessed with it, but he was that person speaking the words of God to all of those, quote, administrations or empires that came one after the other. Yes, Daniel. You're absolutely right that, that we don't pay attention to the fact, basically, I shouldn't say we, I don't. You should, you should don't. When it comes to being involved, as, as Rose pointed in politics, in the biblical context, politics means getting a favor done by the <laughs> king or whoever's in charge. To get favors, to get underhanded or unique preferences done for you on your behalf because either you're important or you have extra money or that's what politics is in our biblical context 
And that's what politics always has been, always would be, from, from Genesis onward, that's what politics is. Well, modern day politics isn't, although I admit there's a <laughs> whole lot of favoritism going on, it's still that, that, that realm is still 90% of it. But when it comes to voting on something or voting, that's, that's not a favoritism per se, although you may favor a particular candidate. But the idea is that what is best in your opinion for a nation as a whole. It's a little different in that that's not how the biblical foundation of politics has ever been. It was never discussed that way, not at all, except for the narrow, narrow window when Joshua was hanging around. <laughs> and if that, that was the narrow window of politics, or the, even some of the judges, where it wasn't about favoritism, it was about what's best for everybody. So there's a narrow little window where there is a type of, we would consider a, we would recognize as a modern form of a, of, of, of a political structure. And there was no one man in charge or everything, it was we just all the best we could. But that's a narrow window, that's not what most of that was. Mm. I'm not advocating we should all, you know, you know, be pol- political people. I'm just yeah. <laughs> this. There is a distinction between biblical definition or concept of politics versus modern day. There's some, some variation. So you're saying it's not wrong to vote? No, it's not wrong to vote. No, because, because one of the things that's, that's hugely different from, um, you know, the, the, the way the uh, ancient Israel's government is, or even what you read about in the Gospels, which was all mainly the Roman government, was that you know the people in the Roman government? You only had a few people, Paul being one of them, who could actually really do anything in society. All the other people who were conquered, you're pretty much out of luck. You know, you're just lucky that you just didn't get rolled over by the by the Roman steamroller. You just try to stay out of the way of Rome at all costs. Uh, as you see, as you go through the Paul's letters, you'll see that if you were actually a Roman citizen. You had some hope of not being crushed under the Roman boot. Quite different as it is here today. Is you know we don't. Uh, <laughs> I should say that uh, not supposed to. In the past year and a half has maybe shown that that is uh, you know hanging by a thread, but not supposed to be in the realm yeah. of you are a citizen, so thus you have no say in anything. But the key is is just like Daniel, you don't get obsessed, you don't get pulled into machinations of whatever thing it is you're doing. You be you. Daniel was Daniel. He even went and they thought he was getting executed because they counted on him being him. He was himself and that he was himself and he tied himself. He chose life, even though everybody else thought he was choosing death. He chose life. And he chose the right way because he chose the author of life. And the author of life and the creator of the lions were in which, uh, whose den he was thrown into moved him through and out the other side. But even like Daniel's friends are like, okay, even if we die, yet we will continue to serve because that, they saw, is the way of life. They recognize that this legacy that they had that came down to them as broken as it was because they were <laughs> hauled off into Babylon and they were hauled off into exile, but that way was still the way of life. And the one who started them on that journey was still the one who was going to take them through, no matter if it would be death at that particular time 
or not. Pat, uh, you have a comment or a question? Yeah, I'd say Joseph is another example. Yes, of another who one. chose to follow God no matter what, and then who did his best by telling the Egyptians that his people were shepherds and they didn't want anything to do with shepherds to protect those people that came. Um, you see him serving God in the same way. Yes. Yes, exactly right. Um, yes, Larry. This the statement here <clears throat> that everyone seems to want to take to be the rapture. Right. Can be taken the other way and say, when did when in the scriptures are we talking about good people being taken away? It's always bad people are being taken away. The ones that are left are the good people. But in in, the, in that verse, the ta the last sentence. Oh, two sentences. His answer, when they asked him, where, Lord, like, where are they taking you to? Yeah. He said, where the body is, the vultures are gathered. Yes. They're dying. Which, <laughs> which, which gets us right back to the passage that we were looking at before, because uh, one of the challenges that translators and commentators have had over time is that the same word that uh, is literally means to sweep away also is used to mean destroy, and is also used to mean the destruction that fell down upon Sodom and Gomorrah and all the, the surrounding cities. And in the context, which is why Sodom and Gomorrah with Lot and Noah with the flood are mentioned here together, because both of which swept away the problems that were going on. The flood swept away all but eight people. The fire and brimstone swept away all but Lot, his wife, and two daughters for the moment but one his wife didn't make it out so just then lot and his two daughters out so thus what was swept away everybody but noah and his family and everybody but lot and his two daughters ultimately so <laughs> yes they were they were left behind so, thus, the, the point is, is that uh, we, and the, the, the context of what we're looking at here in Deuteronomy and in this particular passage here is, you know, you need to pay attention to what's going on around you. Just, you know, don't go on with your life just thinking that, hey, everything is all fine and lose touch with where heaven is saying the direction of everything is going. Otherwise, it will catch you completely unaware. You have no idea what's going on. Yes. Um, I think there's going to be, I wouldn't say it a rapture, but I mean, I think it'll be taken away because in Isaiah, it says that we will be taken from all ends of the earth and brought to Jerusalem to where God's going to have us, where he's going to plant us. He says, I will get you. I will bring you back yep. on the wings of an eagle. Yes. So that's the only rapture I would say that I think not out of this earth. God didn't make this earth because it was good. I think, you know, he's going to make, he's going to recreate it. And then we're going to be coming into the temple. The temple's not going up in heaven. The temple's coming down here on earth. So right. there, I mean, there's so a reason to some particular place. Yeah. I don't think we're going to get to go up in heaven and go flying around. I think everything's going to, to be taking <laughs> place here. I mean, cause they make you think that it's another propaganda and mis um, interpreting the word of God. And that's why I think there's so much confusion. And I know that God understands that, that we've been confused. And so people don't, they look at us and think, why would you want to be one of them? They don't even, they can't even, 
they're not even concrete uh, about what they're saying. Look at all the Christians have 10 different stories and 3,000 different religions. So I know that the way God is and when you study him, you know that there has to come a time when God makes it really clear. Because what kind of father would do that? It's like your father punishing you and you got in trouble, but you don't know which one of the, the behaviors you did caused you to have a month restriction, right? That's what I say. So, I mean, I think there's going to be a catching away of us being trans tele transported to wherever he's going to take us and hmm. hide us out maybe during the tribulation, I hope. <laughs> interesting. Yeah. But you, you, you bring up a very interesting point about uh, having some sort of punishment and not having any clue what was going on. Because what, and we're in the midst of a passage here in these last few chapters of Deuteronomy, which is explaining, hey, this is why all this is happening. And so when then you read the, the prophets, then you're again explaining, hey, this is why this is happening. And, you know, I, we're kind of still going through the book of Ezekiel. And that is a, a huge amount of hope because you'll see again and again these, these, these little uh, pictures of explaining to the people who are sitting now in Babylon, this is why you're here. This is how you got here. And then also, not only just like, okay, you're out of the land, but there is going to be a return. There is going to be a bringing back of this remnant. But just like what we were looking at here with this particular passage uh, that we're looking at in Deuteronomy, that just because you're amongst people who are, quote, in exile, you're not just going to be just sucked back in because you happen to be amongst people in exile. One of the consistent messages is that this remnant are the people who listen to the words of the Lord and also follow along and do the words of the Lord. They are the ones that are, you know, the various ways are like a, the, the top of a tree that's pruned off and replanted in the mountain of the Lord. Various ways that that's described throughout the prophets. But it is a select portion of that. And they're not just selected at random. They are selected because they are choosing the way of life. Not just going along with things to stay alive, but they are going along the path to really be alive, or as Messiah puts it, to have the life abundant, the life that is flowing over, not just existing, but flowing over. You've been listening to a discussion at Hallel Fellowship. If you would like to hear more discussions or if you have any questions, visit the website at halel.info. That's H-A-L-L-E-L dot I-N-F-O. Halel.info. Halel